Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, Web Minister for Lamb and Lion Ministry. We're transmitting live from 102.3 FM in South Florida, as well as TWAVE.TV. And well, of course, today's program is going to be that of these evangelic angels in the book of Revelation chapter 14. So we title a message, Angelic Evangelist, as we flash forward looking at this incredible topic of God's mighty angels in the book of Revelation. And of course, our lines will be open. Our local number is 305-992-9537. For those of you that would like to text in your questions or your comments. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if you will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, Lord, to be amazed at what you have in store for us. And I pray for a blessing on each and every person listening and watching it. Lord, that uh, you'll open up the word so we may understand you better in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Angelic Evangelist, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we look at Revelation chapter 14. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura. And the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at CalvaryAventura.com or Facebook on JN832. And of course, we're very excited about what God is going to do here today. And we'd love for you, those of you that are tuned in, those of you that are watching, and those of you that are listening, of course, to keep us in prayer. We're always in need of prayer. We're looking for prayer warriors to join with us. If you are interested in being one of those, let us know by contacting us at 305 992 95 Three seven because we truly are in a spiritual battle. But before I continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones once again, and thank you, Nate, for joining me this week again. Hey, brother, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Oh man, we're having so much fun as we have been looking at these incredible angelic beings in the Book of Revelation and just the mighty work that God is doing through them. But Nathan, before we continue, talk to me. How's Texas, man? It's great. We've been praying for rain for four years, and the Lord <laughs> delivered in abundance. Let me tell you, we are we're actually drowning. <laughs> but uh, the Lord's good. He's provided. It'll probably be a dry summer, and then we'll be, we'll be good. How about uh, you folks down in Miami? The same, Nathan, the same. We're not getting as much rain as uh, we were getting last month, but that's okay, okay? We don't want to drown here because we're like at water level already. Yeah, my grandmother used to live in Tampa, and she said that when they dig a grave, they always get water. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we're doing well. I think I mentioned to you earlier, I'm just fighting a little bit of a cold, so, you know, that's the only thing. I'm a little bit under the weather, but not too much, Nathan. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear you. You sound great, though. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm faking it right now, because i got to finish the program. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be praying for you, <laughs> Thank you so much. And of course, Nate, again, for someone who's maybe new to your ministry, can you share with us briefly just some information so maybe those individuals watching or listening can take advantage of the wonderful resources that you have to offer? Land Line Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And folks can check us out on our website at landlion.com. There you have our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which is broadcast all over the world. Uh, we have articles and resources and newsletters, social groups, blogs, e-newsletters, you name it, we've got it. We want to teach you about Bible prophecy, so come check us out at landline.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And also, Nathan, you know, I reposted a, uh, a uh, post that you sent me on Facebook regarding your conference and maybe churches that are interested in sort of doing a satellite thing. Yes, yes, our ministry is uh, having a big conference on July 11th, uh, excuse me. 
Let me double check that. I want to make sure that I give you the right date there. We have so many conferences zipping around in my mind here. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, July 11th. I was correct on a Saturday. Uh, we are book full here in, in Texas, but if you want to watch it, stream live from our website at landline.com. Please feel free. We're all classroom churches that they'd like to host it. Uh, they're more welcome to stream it into their churches and have a conference of their own. We also have a uh, commercial video and uh, resources that they can hand out at the church service if they're interested. They can just uh, contact us through our website and we'd be happy to provide it. Excellent. Wow, Nathan, that is fantastic. And those of you that are watching us live, you can check that out there on the back screen on their website. All that information flashing to you. Take advantage of that, landandlion.com. And also um, make sure that you guys, man, be part of this pro conference if the Lord allows it. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that wonderful information uh, with our viewers and our listeners. And Nathan, of course, we're also very excited not only uh, about the topic that we have for today, but just how God's angels are so involved in our lives. And as we continue to make our way through the, the, through the book of Revelation, we talked about these flash forwards that happen uh, in the book of Revelation from time to time. And, and can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, as you get through Revelation, God pours out 21 judgments upon the earth. And man, they are terrible judgments. We talk about the destruction of a half the world population in just the first half of the tribulation. Natural disasters like earthquakes that level the earth and sink the islands. Talking about the water supplies, a third of the salt and a third of the fresh water turns into blood. We're talking about the demonic hordes pouring across the earth and killing people. So it's frightening, frightening imagery. So at times, God stops and he gives us kind of a break from all that carnage and he flash forwards to the end of Revelation to give us hope, you know, give us a good message. Hey, I'm going to win, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine in the end. And uh, that's meant to give us hope. And we are at this point now at a flash forward. Exactly. So, Nathan, I really love that. And that's why for those that are watching and listening, maybe they've been following this series that we've been talking about God's mighty angel. And suddenly they say, hey, wait a minute, Vic, Nathan, you guys totally skipped chapter 13. And, <laughs> and actually, we didn't skip it. It's just that as we're following the work of God's mighty angels, we really pick it up in chapter uh, 14. Because Nathan, chapter 13 is a different scene. And maybe you can just recap chapter 13 very briefly before we get to chapter 14 there. Well, I've always wondered where they got the term or the idea that uh, 13 is an unlucky number. I think it's because <laughs> Revelation 13 talks about uh, two beasts, uh, one is the Antichrist, the world leader is going to control the world one day, and his false prophet, the other beast. And uh, they are both found in Revelation 13. So maybe that's why 13 is an unlucky number, but if you can find them in Revelation 13. Now we do know that uh, they are given superpowers, so to speak. Uh, Antichrist himself is uh, indwelt by Satan. And so uh, there are angelic presences involved in this, but they're both mere men, and so not really fall under the subject matter of the angels of Revelation. Very exactly, Nathan, and that's why we hope that those of you that are watching and listening, hey, read it for homework and dig into it. Uh, I know you and I, Nathan, we've covered a lot of these subject matters in previous programs, but today we're just continuing to follow the string that we find here through the book of Revelation regarding these mighty angels, just in case someone out there is watching and listening and doesn't understand how these angelic beings, how they function, how they are so uh, present in our lives uh, as, uh, as we pray, right? And when we pray, we see God dispatched to these angels, and they, they in a sense, uh, protect us and, and uh, in so many ways. Exactly, exactly. The Lord does have guardian angels protecting many of his people. 
And uh, that's a comfort, especially knowing that some people are you know, totally defenseless, or I think especially uh, people, yeah. or, uh, you know, or in situations where the enemy seems overwhelmed, like ISIS marching across the Middle yes. East, and we just praise the Lord for his supernatural protection. Mm, excellent, excellent, Nathan. And that's why we get to chapter 14. And Nate, would you be able to open us up there by reading verses uh, 1 through 6, 1 through 5 in chapter 14? I'd be happy to. Then I looked and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. They sang as if it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. They are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault for the throne of God. Ooh, this is awesome. So Nathan, again, we find here this other group. Can you once again recap for us, and uh, 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 again, regarding these individuals and their function? Well, these aren't angels. It's easy to say, that, hey, these guys are angels because they, they learn a song from heaven. They have to go back to Revelation 7 to find out who they are. Yes. And it tells us exactly 144,000 or 12,000 from each of the different tribes of Israel. These are people who were left behind after the rapture, Jewish people who then get saved uh, from whatever means of evangelism that reaches them. These 144,000 are saved. God puts a seal on their foreheads to protect them. In other words, they cannot be killed during the tribulation. Right. And as you read through the rest of Revelation 7, they go out and they evangelize. They bring a great multitude of people from every tribe, tongue, language, and people to come to know Jesus Savior during the tribulation. The Antichrist will kill many of them, so there's a great martyrdom that goes on. The 144,000 can't be killed. But what the picture shows is there are angels involved in their ministry. Absolutely. Nathan, thank you for clarifying that because sometimes people wonder, well, where does this multitude come from in the book of Revelation of all these people that are saved? And, well, this is part of the work that these guys are doing. Exactly, yeah. They are doing a work of evangelism for the Lord. So, with the church leaving the world at the rapture, there's not going to be a strong uh, presence for evangelism anymore. I mean, you're talking about a millions and millions of Christians all of a sudden gone. So, how is the Holy Spirit, who has necessary for salvation, the Holy Spirit will continue to minister through the tribulation. And one of the ways he does that is through his 144,000 evangelists. Excellent point, Nathan, because that's another thing. I, I, some people have the misconception that the Holy Spirit is going to be taken out of the earth. <laughs> no, no. Now we do read in Second Thessalonians 2 that the restrainer is removed from the earth. In other words, the Holy Spirit's influence through the church. Yes. Once you remove that, it's like opening a dam, the water bursts through, and people live out whatever carnality they want. The whole world goes into anarchy, and then the Antichrist clamps down on everything. And so people say, hey, well, where's the Holy Spirit from the tribulation? Well, you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is necessary for salvation. He's the one who nudges people. He's the one that takes the dead person and makes them alive. Amen. But the Holy Spirit isn't working through the church anymore through the tribulation. He's working through a series of different evangelists, including the 144,000, who are also angelically protected, as well as uh, uh, 
not only protected from physical harm, but also given the strength and power to minister to people during that time. Absolutely. And you know, Nathan, I love this because here they were sealed. And we know that the enemy always has a false mark, a false, uh, right, way of branding. But here we see that these were God sealing these individuals for his for purpose. Yeah, and it's fascinating too because when you think that the Antichrist will put a mark on his people, the mark of the beast, you know, on the right hand or the forehead, it's visible, the people can see it. It's the name or the number of the Antichrist, so it's likely some kind of tattoo or something like that. Maybe there's a chip behind it. Everyone's always worried about chips, but there's something about it that identifies, hey, I am loyal to the Antichrist. That's right. But for God's people, he puts a mark on their foreheads too. Now, whether everybody can see it or only believers can see it, that's up for debate. But that mark on them means that they are sealed by God, they're protected by God. The seal of God is on their forehead and nothing can harm them. Absolutely. That is awesome. And you know, Nathan, I oftentimes liken that. That's exactly what happens at salvation, right? When someone is saved, they invite the Lord to come into their heart. The Holy Spirit moves in and, and they're sealed forever. Wonderfully said. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we don't see a, I don't have a cross on my forehead or whatever <laughs> that seal is supposed to look like. The name of God, you know, with the Yahweh across my forehead. I don't know. But when God says he seals them on our forehead, in other words, he's there supernaturally protected there, marked by God. It's like a logo. You know, you have a t-shirt and a Nike. Nike created that shirt. It's copyrighted and owned by Nike. family. God redeemed us through the blood of his son. We are saved. We have his logo on our forehead. We cannot be touched by the enemy. Praise the Lord. I love that. (laughs) You know, Nathan, and that's why we believe that, you know, in the time of the tribulation, those that have been sealed by the Holy Spirit that's why they will not take the mark because the work has been done in their hearts. And everyone that takes that mark of the beast is because that work hasn't been sealed in their hearts, right? Exactly. There's so many people say that are just terrified about the mark of the beast. And they think we're accidentally going to take it and go to hell. But, you know, by the middle of the tribulation, you've got to remember that with the tribulation, the destruction of the world is going to go on, the entire change of politics, that the nations will be all serving under one world leader. So the world would be devastated by war, by uh, famine, by death, half the world population will be gone. I mean, it's a totally different world than we can imagine by that time period. Mm. So this idea that we're going to accidentally take the mark in this day and age is crazy because the Antichrist doesn't even set up the mark system until the middle of the tribulation. And we are clearly not in the tribulation right now. You know, Nathan, that's an excellent point. Now, we do know that there's all kinds of tracking going on. We do know the government. I I mean, that's obvious. Everybody that carries a cell phone or now the new Apple Watch or, I mean, there's just so many devices to track people. But the reality is that what you're saying to us is this mark is going to be something that is going to be uh, put together in a sense or established in the time of the tribulation. And we're not going to be here for that. Exactly. We're probably to be spared from God's wrath, uh, Revelation 3.10 and other verses. And so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, sure, we live in a terrible time, a time of a lot of trouble, but uh, not anything, anything, brother, compared yeah. to what the world will face during the tribulation. Man, that is excellent, Nathan. So thank you so much. And we find, again, just a wonderful display of these uh, 144,000 there, verse 4, that they were uh, not defiled. Uh, you know, in other words, they were virgins. And I just see purity being so important, right, Nate? Exactly. It was very important in the Bible for uh, purity system to be uh, virginity. I, we don't think of uh, uh, 
Really deep into this subject, but <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about, in other words, they're set apart for God. There you go. They haven't made a commitment to a woman. Uh, they're, they are totally committed to God. And so, likely, a lot of these 144,000, if not most of them, are probably young men, probably teenagers. Yeah. So, we're looking at a giant youth revolution that will happen during this country. Excellent point, Nathan. That reminds me, of course, of those young men that were pure in the Bible, like Joseph and Daniel. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that, you know? Yeah, and, and God uh, believes that's important. There also, as, as we uh, read there, that they're the first fruits to God. In other words, they're the first to be saved during the tribulation, and they're the first to uh, serve and evangelize them. And it's great that it says that their uh, mouth was found in the sea, so they yeah. were not fall before the throne of God. So these are special set of our people. When you think about it, right now, uh, they they could be children if, if we're looking at the tribulation coming in our lifetime. And that means that they would be covered by the age of accountability. In other words, they would go to heaven automatically because as Jesus said, a little heaven belongs to little children. So it could be that they are uh, saved, bang, right at 13 years old or whatever maturity level the age of accountability is. So they go right from the age of accountability into service of the Lord and therefore, they are considered pure before the Lord their entire life. That is awesome, Nathan. Man, what a word of encouragement to the young people watching and to the young people listening. Set yourselves apart for the work of the Lord. Come to know the Lord uh, early on, and, and you're going to be blessed. And I know, Nathan, that's what happened to you, right? Early on, you came to know Jesus. My mother led me to the Lord uh, when I was seven years old, and I recommended at 12. Now, bear in mind that these uh, children are under the age of accountability at the time of the rapture. They, of course, will be raptured. So they won't be here to, to live through, so it's kind of debatable about when, at what point they'll be saved, but it seems to be just at, at or past the age of accountability, and then, uh, so I believe uh, we'll, we'll see definitely, well, we from heaven, maybe, we'll see a definite <laughs> revolution of youth during the tribulation, and think of that, an army of evangelists that have the power that the twelve apostles have. You know, the apostles spread the gospel all, just in the first hundred years, all over Rome, the Roman Empire, and now we've got 144,000 of them uh, all over there sharing the gospel. So no wonder people from every tribe, tongue, and nation are out there sharing the gospel. And these guys are, are supernaturally protected by God, likely by his angels. I think, Nate, that we're going to see the greatest uh, Jewish young men uh, band performing in the, because he says there's a new song that they're, that they're going to learn. <laughs> so they're going to be rocking. Sitting, I don't know, I'm just kidding, but it's kind of cool when you think about what God is going to do with them. Yeah, it's interesting that the song, uh, no one could learn that song except 144,000. And here they're standing for the Lord before four of the angels called the living creatures, the ones that have eyes all over them, the elders, the 24 elders that surround God's throne. So the angelic world is watching after these guys. The song likely is whatever they're witnessing. Right. Yeah, whatever their message is. And that's the song that they share with the, with the earth. And so, wow, man, it, it is a time. God is not just going to destroy people in the tribulation. God's purpose, one of the three purposes, is to bring people to know Jesus as their Savior. And he provides tremendous witness and power toward the tribulation. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, Nathan, as we look at the, at the first, uh, at, in other words, in the continuation uh, of these angels there in verses uh, six and seven and of course that's why we, we title our message angelic evangelist actually you came you came to my mind because you're one of those web evangelists 
I mean, you're proclaiming the gospel just like the same way through digital media, through through millions of people. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Nate, can you continue to take us there through uh, Revelation 14, uh, 6 and 7? All right. We just saw angels working through men, God working through those angels. Now we're going to take angels directly. So, God is sending 144,000 out to evangelize. He's got two witnesses, which we read about earlier, who are going to share the gospel. But now he's going to send angels directly to share the gospel. So, let's pick up with verses 6 and 7. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach those who dwell on the earth, and to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth and his seed and springs of water. Awesome, awesome. So Nathan, here we have again, we see the continuation of these mighty angels, and, and this one here uh, proclaiming, and you mentioned that, the everlasting gospel. Right, the good news of Jesus Christ. He died for our sins, and he resurrected from the dead. He beat death, and we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We will be saved of our sins. The punishment has taken all thoughts and onto him, and we can stand before God, holy and pure. That's the good news. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and a simple message, Nathan, that has not changed through thousands of years and throughout time, like you said, is the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen, brother. It's 2,000 years so far. We know in Jesus' millennial kingdom, there'll be children born during that kingdom. We'll need the gospel too, so there's at least another 1,000 years of the gospel. And uh, as we read, it's the everlasting gospel. That's so right. throughout eternity, we will be praising the Lord for what he did. His great work is good work to bring salvation to the world. And, and Nathan, and I also love that verse 7 because, it, you know, again, it's a call for people also living in our time. The message should be fear God. And, and give glory to him, right? Because there is a judgment coming. Exactly. And to think that the Lord sends an angel out to preach the gospel to every person on the earth. So remember Jesus said that before the second coming, that every person on the planet would get the gospel. Yes. And in our day and age, I tell you, the translation ministries have really done great inroads. They've, they've reached almost all the major people groups. They're working with the smaller groups now, 100, 200 people out in the out in the jungles out there somewhere, right. you know, maybe the jungles of the Dominican Republic, <laughs> somewhere like that. And uh, so, so there's still people who, who have yet to receive the gospel, but Jesus was talking about not the rapture, the second coming. And by the time of the second coming, by the end of the tribulation, every single person on the earth will be given the gospel. And one of the ways that happens is that they are visited by an angel, and this is the first of the three proclaiming angels. We call this the gospel angel. And it goes to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, and it shares the gospel with them. Absolutely. Oh, Nathan, that is a great way to put it. And I know, of course, that's why in Matthew chapter 24, it does talk about, and the gospel, verse 14, of this kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nation, uh, and then the end will come. And we see that that is going to happen, but it's, it's really talking about the time of the tribulation. And some people believe that all that has to happen today in our time. Yeah, there's a view, and it, unfortunately it, it doesn't take these verses into account, but the church will eventually evangelize the entire world. Right. Everybody will be saved, and then Jesus will come back. And uh, that's, uh, I believe it's uh, post-millennialism. That's not the case. Uh, the church will not evangelize the entire world. We're, we're making a good run of it. Right. And uh, But the, God has a special time for the tribulation where every person will be given the gospel, which means, which means, that nobody will be without excuse. In other words, exactly. every single person during the tribulation who takes the mark of the beast 
willfully knows what they've done because they have been given the gospel. Mm, that's a very good point, Nathan. You know, it's interesting. Today we have a, 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 um, a network called Sky Angel. I have subscribed to it. And they, have some, yeah. they have some wonderful programs, and I love that because a lot of these names come from the Bible, right? Christ and Prophecy is, is on Sky Angel. So, yeah, I think that I believe that. They're actually, you're right, brother. I think that is a reference. Not saying that uh, Sky Angel will be the angel of the gospel. <laughs> Through a satellite system, but an actual angel. Picture that. Right. You know, an actual has shown up and given you the gospel. Wow. Isn't that awesome? I, I really love, that's why I love the word of God, Nathan, because we see uh, how amazing this is, how God uses this created being for his purpose, for his glory. And here we find it, again, proclaiming the gospel. And then in the following verses, Nathan, we see again another angel proclaiming. Yeah, the second angel follows and he proclaims, Babylon has fallen, has fallen that great city, should make all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. In other words, this angel is proclaiming the destruction of the Antichrist kingdom, which is called uh, Cobain Babylon. Uh, we don't know if it's the city of Babylon rebuilt in Iraq, we don't know if it's Rome, uh, some say Jerusalem, some even as far as say New York City, which I don't think. Uh, I think it's talking about the Antichrist world system. And the angels proclaiming that the Antichrist kingdom will be falling. Now, again, this is a flash forward. So the angels using Absolutely. past tense here, fallen, fallen, past tense. So that's to give us hope, knowing that the Antichrist will be defeated at some point. Excellent point. And of course, Nathan, those that are watching and listening, again, you're tuned into the Triple Century Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, who's talking about. Uh, angelic evangelist, and we also want to encourage you guys to follow along with us in the Word of God. And Nathan, as you talk about those flash forwards, that uh, pushes up up to uh, Revelation 17, and then hopefully we'll cover that some other time regarding Babylon and so forth. That'd be great. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna get through all of, all 72 references of angels. <laughs> we'll, we'll be doing this for a year, but yeah, that'd be great. A year and a half. And we're yeah. I'm encouraging those listening to also do some homework because we're coming up to the end of the first segment of our program. So we're going to uh, pick it up there in a little bit after we go on a break. But this is very exciting, Nathan. And the idea behind what you and I are talking about is for that person that is watching and that person that is listening, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that message, that simple message is still available to you if you will so desire uh, to allow the Lord to work in your heart. And, and Nate, would you be able to maybe uh, give an evangelistic outreach here, message to maybe someone watching or listening that doesn't know the Lord, how they can come to know the Lord right now? I'm going to give you exactly what the Gospel Angel says in verse 7. Fear God and give glory to Him. For the hour of His judgment has come and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. What a simple and yet profound message. And if that's you, if you have prayed in your heart to receive Jesus, give us a call. Let us know. 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. We'd love to hear from you that you pray to receive Jesus. And we'd love to give you uh, more resources regarding this relationship that you started. Nathan, thank you so much for being part of the first segment of our program. It's always awesome to see what God has in store in the Word of God. Amen, brother. Thanks for having me along. Thank you so much. And of course, for those who are watching, listen, we will be right back with Patisa Nathan Jones. As we're going to continue the second segment of our program with Angelic Evangelist. We will be right back. The rest of you, the Lord bless and keep you, and His face shine upon you.
everyone, and welcome to the Truth Will Set Your Spirit Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Big Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from 102.3 FM, Hollandale, Florida. Thank you for tuning in to our program, and of course, today we're going to continue in the second segment of our program as we title our message, Angelic Evangelist, as we look at Revelation chapter 14. Of course, for those of you that would like to be part of the program, the local number is 305-992-9537, We'd love for you to call in with your questions or your comments or text in your questions or your comments. But before we continue on the second segment of our program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, Lord. God, give us the meaning and the understanding of your text so that we may understand you better. Grow in our relationship with you, Lord, and praise your name. Thank you for all that's going on. We also lift up all the technology here with T-Way, get everything to run smoothly, and uh, folks can watch what's going on and uh, listen in. We thank you, Lord, in your precious name. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you're tuned into a Truth Will Set Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition as we talk about angelic evangelists in Revelation chapter 4, second segment of our program. Well, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Ventura and the Truth Will Set Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com or on Facebook on JN832. And of course, for those of you that are following us on Facebook, we'd love for you to hit the like button there. Simply go to facebook.com forward slash twave.tv. And uh, let us know also maybe that you will be praying for us in our program as we are in need of prayer partners to be able to pray for the guests in our programs and also for the different programs here uh, in this network. So we thank you all for your prayers. And of course, before we continue on the second segment of our program, once again, I want to say Nathan Jones, hello to you. Hello, brother. Great to be on. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And of course, Nathan, we always have a lot of fun here and the Holy Spirit is always at work. So I am so excited for what he's going to do in the second segment of our program. And then, of course, just what we love to do briefly is to just share our contact information is just in case someone is tuning in for the first time so that they will have that regarding your ministry. I'd be happy to. My name is Nathan Jones. I'm an evangelist and web minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. But our ministry exists to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And so we do that through a variety of ways. And folks can check those out at lamblion.com. We have our television show, Price and Prophecy, articles, resources, e-newsletter, blog, social networks, brother, you name it. <laughs> we want to get the, the word of God out to people, and they can check it all out at lamblion.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And, of course, be part of all the wonderful things you're doing, the conference that is going to take place. And if you find yourself in Texas, man, that what a wonderful privilege it will be for you to also be part of that or over the Internet. And, Nathan, thank you for sharing all those wonderful resources. Another thing... The resource that we did want to talk about was this uh, incredible commentary for those of you that are watching us live via twave.tv. And this is Dr. Henry M. Morris, and it's the New Defenders uh, Study Bible. would encourage any one of you uh, there that are watching or listening, pick this up. It has wonderful commentaries also. And also, uh, again, in the topic that we're talking about here in the book of Revelation, chapters 12 and on, an incredible resource for, for your library. So, Nathan, again, your website is also filled with incredible resources. I mean, you go back many years, Nathan, in your archives. Dr. Reagan has uh, started this ministry. He's our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan, back in 1980. And so we have we have uh, 35 years of materials uh, about uh, Bible prophecy. So we've got quite an archive. Very exciting. You know, Nathan, and you even have your last audio program before you guys started doing TV. Yeah, we did say the last one. Uh, Christ and Prophecy went from a 20-year radio program uh, in 2002 to a television show, which now is broadcast on many networks all over the planet, including big ones like TVN and Church Channel. And uh, so 
So Nathan, you and I only have another 19 years to go in the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming up for a one-year anniversary, and I've been a, a, a guest host. So I'm glad you graduated me from guest host to frequent guest host. Something like that. Well, actually, I thank the Lord for you, Nathan, and your ministry, Dr. Reagan, for giving us this opportunity to do this on a regular basis. It's a lot of fun, and I think it's one of the ways to keep consistency, right, Nathan? Because otherwise, we would not have as much fun or develop some of these topics if we weren't kind of regular. Well, brother, I have a lot of fun studying the Bible with you. You're a natural optimist. Your cheery disposition just makes studying the Bible just that much more fun. So thank you. The Lord has really gifted you with so many wonderful gifts to share our gospel. Well, Praise the Lord. It's always a pleasure to have you on, Nathan. Of course, especially as we're looking through uh, Revelation chapter 14, uh, and you were uh, bringing us some uh, really wonderful insights as we opened up chapter 14 there, verses 1 through 5, with these uh, 144,000. Then you took us through verses 6 and 7. A quick recap, Nathan, on there before we move forward. Okay, well, we're at the section in Revelation 14 about the three gospel angels, angels that are coming out to proclaim certain messages. From the Lord. The Lord uses during the tribulation quite a number of means to get the gospel out. The churches are there anymore, of course. So we've got uh, two witnesses during the first half of the tribulation. He's got 144,000 Jewish evangelists who are sealed by God and protected angelically. And then we get to angels. The first angel, the, the, the proclaiming angel, actually goes to every single person on the planet and shares this message Fear God and give glory to Him. And so then we've got a second angel, which we covered in the last segment. He proclaims the end of the Antichrist Empire, the end of Babylon. And that's supposed to give us hope that even though there's more trials and more judgments coming ahead to the people of the tribulation, the end is coming and there will be victory. Mm, excellent word of encouragement. And we talked about the simplicity of the gospel there in verse 6. His message, again, is that simple one that also, uh, verse 7 that is relevant for today. Uh, fear God and, and give glory to Him. And you close the second set, the first segment of our program, Nathan, with that simple, uncomplicated invitation. <laughs> that, that is, how do you imagine an angel showing up to you and telling you a direct message of the gospel of the Lord? And so, what a tragedy is that during the tribulation, the second half, the Antichrist initiates a loyalty system called the Mark of the Beast. Yes. And the people will reject this message because they love their sin more than they love God, and they will give themselves over to the Antichrist to join this rebellion full-hearted. No one will accidentally take the mark. But everyone will have no chance at salvation after they take the mark, as Revelation 13 and other verses tell us, because they have been given the gospel that they have turned to hell. Wow. What a sad state uh, for individuals uh, to be in, Nathan, because we know that the only hope well, this world for eternal life is found in our relationship with Jesus Christ and his gospel. He died and rose from the dead. Uh, John 3.16 said, I God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And that message is still relevant, uh, relevant for today. And we pray anyone watching and anyone listening that you will take this serious. Eternal life is very serious. Right, Nate? Exactly. It's not just for those who take the mark that they uh, run out of time in this life. If we die, that's it. That we have no opportunity to accept Jesus Christ. And we can die at any moment for any reason. We don't think about that, but that's kind of the reality of living. And once you're dead, that's it. You don't have a choice to choose the Lord or not. So just like those who take the mark and lose their chance of accepting Jesus' salvation, we too can lose the chance by dying. 
Absolutely. Excellent. Well, well put, Nathan. Thank you so much. And of course, as we look here at these angels, we see again another proclamation, Nathan. Would you be able to continue by taking us through there? Well, now we're up to the third of the proclaiming angels of Revelation 14. Start with verse 9. Then the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast in the yeah. image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. There, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So here again, God, uh, just what we talked about earlier, those who take the mark of the beast, the angels warning, you take that, you take the Antichrist loyalty mark, that's it. There is no chance for you to be saved. You will go to hell. The smoke of your torment will go up forever and ever, and uh, there is no rest for those who follow the beast and worship his image. Wow, how sad. And, and even as we mentioned earlier, this is a hard condition because we make, you know, it is the heart of the man that is wicked of all things, and, and who can know it, the Bible says. And that is true, maybe, because even in the time of the millennium, with, with, the, with the beast and the Antichrist and Satan bound, people are still going to rebel to show that it is a, heart, a, a matter of the heart, right? Sure. Uh, well, I mean, we're going now beyond the tribulation, but those who survive the tribulation and are saved, they get to live on in their earthly bodies into Jesus' 1,000-year kingdom. They will have children, and those children, born during the millennial kingdom, will have to choose Christ or not. And we read, and it's getting very far ahead to Revelation, but that many of them um, will reject God, will turn on Him when Satan is released, they will join Him for one final rebellion against God. So you're right, brother, the heart of humans is our terribly wicked, and we face constant rebellion by God, and it's also insanely believing that it can overthrow God, which is <laughs> not the case. Not the case. It's so sorry, it's so the ultimate power. That's right. Sorry that I flash-forwarded us there so far. <laughs> wow, you really flash-forwarded, but that's what we're doing right now. Revelation 14 is a flash-forward to the end of the tribulation, so to give people during the tribulation hope that it's because it's been terrible. I mean, we've been going through the judgments, they're awful. But the bold judgments, the seven bold judgments coming, are just horrific. And so the Lord needs to give the people that are saved hope that there is victory at the end of those three and a half years. You know, Nathan, that is true. And that's why, you know, we don't always focus here on talking about hell and damnation. That's not what we're all about. We're about God's grace and His love and His mercy. But the Bible does talk about hell being a literal place, right, Nathan? And here it tells us it's fire and brimstone and, and real torment. Exactly. You know, we, we can't talk about heaven and not talk about hell. Right. Because there's two destinations for every person on this planet. It's either heaven or it's hell. And sure, we want to talk about the love of the Lord and His graciousness and how He created a way so that we could be saved by the death of His own Son. And uh, that is the loving and gracious nature of God. But He's also a God of justice. He cannot let crimes go unpunished. And without salvation, people, the judgment for their sins is still upon them. As uh, John 3.36 says, uh, the wrath of God remains upon them. Right. And they will be sentenced to hell. That's the destination. Absolutely. And that's why, like I said, we don't... One, we don't spend a lot of time here, but the Bible does talk about that. Hey, justice, heaven is real, and it's a real place, and we're all going to be there to place our trust in Jesus Christ. Likewise, we find that this is a place of torment, right, Nathan? And this is why we need to cover it 
And I'm glad that we're going through sort of like a verse-by-verse deal here through the chapters because we want people to really get a grip to understand why it's urgent for you to come to Christ now while there's still time. Right, Nathan? Well, so Nate, of course, there we were closing um, uh, chapter uh, 14 and then, uh, uh, excuse me, verse uh, 11. And and, uh, yeah, if you could continue to bring us forward because we'll also see more of these appearances of these angelic beings in Revelation 14. Yes, uh, we'll then we get to a reaping of the earth in verse 14. And then I look, and behold, a white cloud, and the, on the cloud sat one, like the son of man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying out with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, thrust in your sickle in the reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Again, we see another incredible, incredible scene, and we see another another angel here coming out uh, of the temple. And of course, in Revelation chapter 4, right, Nathan was saw this beautiful scene, what heaven is going to be like. Right, right, and uh, I think you know who the one with the sickle is, right? Well, in this case, let's see, it talks about here, um, then I look, behold, the, uh, in the white cloud, one in the cloud, one like the Son of Man having on his head a golden crown. And I guess that brings it back to Revelation 1, talking about Jesus there. Amen, brother. And this <laughs> is all about Jesus. For, for those who say that um, the, the tribulation is uh, the wrath of man and the wrath of God and the wrath of Jesus is unto man, that's not the case. Uh, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, from the very beginning, who opens the seals and releases the seal judgment. He releases the angels who bring the trumpet judgment. So here we are again. And there is an angel involved here. He comes out, and he must have the command of God where he gives to Jesus Christ and says, okay, now it's time for you to reap the harvest of the earth. And so it's weird to picture Jesus there with a giant crown and a big sickle as if he's the angel of death. But, uh, you know, it's interesting when you read different references to Jesus Christ and the angel of death, uh, as Jesus was called the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, that the angel of the Lord was the angel of death meaning that the angel of death likely is Jesus Christ, which should pop some people's clutches a little bit mentally because we never picture Jesus as, you know, as causing people's death, but uh, he is the one who decides to live and die. So. Well, and Nathan, and of course, he's coming back in Revelation 19 in the right horse with a, with a sword, right? <laughs> right. I mean, he's sure when he was on the earth the first time, he was passive like a lamb, he was meek, he never cried out, he... He was silent while his uh, persecutors were tormenting him. He was crucified. He gave his life up. But, uh, man, will they be terrified when he returns as a conquering king with a sharp sickle and a crown and destroying the Antichrist armies around him like the mightiest of warriors. It's the true return of the king. I'm so glad that we are on his side. I'm so glad also for uh, Dave McGee's ministry, crown and sickle, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's where he got it. That goes back to that angel we read. His gospel's messages, fear God and give glory to Him. And uh, that's a good point. Fear, in other words, reverence, obedience, respect. We need to fear God. We need to fear Jesus Christ because He is powerful. I mean, He is the most powerful of all. He's God. And the way that people trash His name, right. that they think He's not important, that they think He's impotent and power and, and has no place in our world today, and couldn't be more wrong because this is the God of the universe coming. Uh, oh, man, Nathan, and that's why we encourage those who are watching and listening. Again, you're tuned into the Truth to Set You Free, Bible Prophecy, Radio Edition, Dick Batista, Nathan Johnson, as we're talking about here. 
uh, angelic evangelists. We encourage you, read your Bible. Go back to Revelation 1 and read uh, who Jesus really is, Revelation 19. And it's really an awesome picture when you see who is on our side, who's fighting for us. <laughs> exactly. And you just can't help but flash forward this, this our discussion this time. Kind of, you're anxious to get to the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? There Nathan, you go again. Well, Nathan, what we try to do is we like to let the Bible interpret the Bible by giving people uh, places, right, where they can reference things. So, right, right. You're, you're very anxious to the end of Revelation. That's fine, bro. This is a flash forward. It's supposed to give us hope, and clearly it's giving you hope. You know what? I'm going to tune it down and slow down, all right? So keep taking us forward. <laughs> no, no, not at all. This is this flash forward is meant to give us hope. We're supposed to have hope. So it is clearly giving you hope, and I hope because everybody listening to hope as well. Absolutely. So, Nathan, we have this uh, uh, here, verse 14, and we see it says, Another angel comes uh, out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth uh, is ripe. So, uh, and then in the verse 16, so he who sat on the cloud, thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. What is going on here? Well, this is, again, this is a flashcard, which it is the end of the tribulation. It's talking about all of the tribulation being like the giant harvest. Matter of fact, every age, every generation is a harvest. God grows things, uh, people, and there are those who call the wheat. That's the one you want to yes. eat, the harvest. And then there's the tares, those are the weeds, you can't you destroy them. And every generation is a harvest. And the Lord harvests people out of it who want to be with Him, who accept His salvation and faith and trust in the Lord. They love the Lord. They want to live with the Lord forever. And that's the harvest. So now we get to the tribulation, and it's another harvest is portrayed in this harvest, is those who the Lord is reaping out of the tribulation who love Him, who want to be with Him forever, and who will be uh, in heaven forever. So this is a reaping. Another part of the reaping is the twofold thing. You bring in the food, the grain, into the storehouse, but you also destroy the weeds. You, you burn them up to get rid of them. And so the Lord is doing two things here. He is, he is bringing those out of the tribulation. He's giving them the gospel. He's making it so intense that they have to choose him or not. But for those who continue to reject him, they're the ones that who will be burned up. Absolutely. And of course, Nathan, you know, it's just an amazing thing that's happening here because uh, God is a God of love, but he also has to, uh, in a sense, uh, judge sin. And uh, we find that, again, as we look, flashing back in a sense to uh, Revelation 9, there will be many who will not repent. and They will continue to want to live a certain lifestyle that is contrary to the word of God. And God has to do something about that. He does. Uh God the God of justice. We are born under the wrath of God because of our sins. And that's why it's called salvation. I mean, it, it, there's a meaning to that. We're right. being saved from the wrath of God, from the punishment of God forever in hell. And Jesus did that. He had to die for that to happen. And so that it shows not only the justice of God, which we're reading a lot about now, but the great love of God. Mm, absolutely. So Nathan, here we find again in verse 17, yet another... Uh, angel, and I know you already mentioned to us the whole amount of how many there are, <laughs> but each one brings about, again, another declaration. Yeah, I mean, we've got Jesus Christ, who's got a sickle, who's ready to reap the earth, an angel comes out and says, now's the time to reap, but he's obviously relaying the message from God the Father, but then Jesus isn't the only one holding a sickle, where then in verse 17, given another angel who comes out of the temples of heaven, to 
temple being God's throne, and he too has a sharp sickle. Right. And of course, and we see here, uh, uh, Nathan, also that there's some imagery of how things were in the uh, when John was looking at this, right? And of course, today we don't go around with sickles, right? But we use yeah. we use different kind of instruments or war machines, if you will. But this is also talking about a battle that is going to be taking place. And uh, verse 18 and on, right, Nathan? We're going to see more of that here. Yeah, we get yet another angel. And another angel came out from the altar, who had power over fire. And he cried with a loud voice to him, who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust on your sharp sickle, and scatter the cluster of the vine of the earth, for the grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust the sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city. The blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's briars for 1,600 furlongs. Oh, that is incredible. Nathan, you talked to us in Revelation uh, chapter 7 regarding the power of these mighty angels, right? And here is another one, and he has power over fire. Right, and actually this is a reference to Armageddon. This is when all the nations of the world gather underneath the Antichrist and they come against Israel. They get to the Valley of Jezreel in Israel, which runs. Interestingly, 1,600 furlongs from Mount Carmel all the way to Jerusalem. Uh, and uh, there, they are gathered under the wrath of God. In other words, that when Jesus returns, he defeats these armies. Uh, he kills them all just by speaking. And the blood goes up as high as the horse's bridle, which is about four feet, four to five feet. And it runs, it fills the entire valley. So we're talking about millions of people dying. And then one last attempt to try to destroy Jesus and uh, Jerusalem. This is an, this is mind-boggling, Nathan, when people, uh, I mean, this is amazing. And also, I know Matthew chapter 24 talks to us about the carnage, right, as well as Revelation 19 of, uh, of what's going to happen here with these birds coming and feasting, if, uh, if I'm correct, right, Nathan, uh, regarding this event. This is, this is a flash-forward to Armageddon, the last battle of the tribulation. Again, we are, at this point, three and a half years before that event, so... The Lord is trying to give hope to the people in the tribulation. Hey, you still know the three and a half years are going to be terrible. But know this, all your enemies and my enemies will be destroyed in this giant reaping that will be coming. Right, that's why individuals watching or listening to understand that they liken this to a wine press, right? It's almost like a, a grape when you squish it, right, Nathan? Right, I've been in Israel a few times and they have some wine presses stuff to show you what the, what the antiquity version of it was. It was a series of... of um, well, I mean, you could be in a bat and run around it, you know, like typical, you would see people <laughs> running in the bat. But then also where you had certain stones that would crack, and it would crack the grapes, and then the wine would flow down a little channel and into the jars. And that's what God's doing. He is pressing his wrath down upon the world during the tribulation, and what will come out will be the wine, in other words, those who have accepted Jesus as Savior, that's the fruit of the vine. The rest is, is unusable and it's thrown away. Mm, amazing. And also, Nate, would you be able to make your way with me to Isaiah 63 there, uh, verses uh, 1 and 6? Because I definitely believe that uh, the passage that you just took us through here, it's also something that is mentioned in, in the Old Testament as well. And I'm not sure if you, if you happen to have your Bible, Isaiah 63, uh, would you be able to read verses 1 through 6? Who is this who comes from Edom with thy garments from Basra? This one who is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I who speak in righteousness, mighty to say, Who is your, why is your apparel red and your garments like one who treads in the winepress? 
and trodden the winepress alone, and from the people no one was with me. For I have trodden them in my anger, and trampled them in my fury, and their blood is sprinkled upon my garments. And I have stained all my robes, for the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of my redeeming is come. I looked, but there was no one to help, and I wondered there was no one else hold. Therefore my own arm brought salvation for me, and my own fury is sustained me. I have trodden down the people in my anger, made them drunk in my fury, and brought down their strength to the earth. And Nathan, this sounds, I mean, because there's different names, right, for the tribulation. And this is one of those names here, the, the, the Day of Vengeance. This is a great record. This is Isaiah, who was about 700 B.C. So we're talking about almost 800 years before John is given Revelation. And here we got the same imagery again. This is Jesus talking first person, which is it's wild to think that you would read about this battle. Yeah. Here we get a first person view from God. He comes from the east, Edom, which is modern-day Jordan, from Basra area, and he heads uh, west into Jerusalem and the, the Valley of Jezreel area, and he, his clothes get soaked in blood, and he kills so many of the evil people who want to destroy his people in Jerusalem and try to kill him himself. Mm, amazing, Nathan, and that's why we want to encourage those that are watching and listening. Man, we, we pray that you will become uh, Bible students, uh, good Bible students, because there's so much wonderful uh, things here in the Word of God of encouragement, but Nathan, we also we need to know the times in which we're living in, right? In a sense, we should, as we say, we need to know what time it is, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're we're not in the tribulation, but we know that this is coming on the world, and it's coming soon, according to the times of the times. So That's right. We need to where our heart is. Our, our, is our heart given to the Lord? Are we spiritually ready for His return, or are we facing the wrath of God as He comes in? Dripping in blood and anger and vengeance and killing all those who are his enemies. It's a hard way to look at Jesus Christ, but it's the biblical way. Absolutely, Nathan. So I know we're coming up to the end of the second segment of our program, but again, for those of you that are watching and those of you that are listening, this is not anything for you to freak out or necessarily be afraid of, but it, it, it really brings comfort and peace to those that have placed their trust in Christ because we know where our eternity lies and we don't have to live in fear. And that's why, Nate, right, as we close, we oftentimes close with a word of encouragement and also an invitation. If you're watching, if you're listening, if you don't know Christ, open your heart to Him and give Him an opportunity uh, to come in. So, Nate, would you be able to close us with a word of prayer and maybe an invitation for that person out there that maybe doesn't know the Lord? Sure. Well, we take what the Gospel angel says. Fear God. Give Him honor. Accept His sacrifice. Yes. He died on the cross for your sins. He loves you so much. Pray in your heart, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promised to do just that. Well, forgive your sins, clean up your life, give it a new one, and a bright hope for the future. Amen. Thank you, Nate. And of course, for those of you that have trusted Christ, let us know. We would love to give you more information about this wonderful relationship that you have started with Him. And there's a, a celebration in heaven for any sinner that repents. So we thank you for trusting in Christ. And of course, Nathan, I want to thank you again for taking us through this wonderful uh, uh, teachings here as we look at God's mighty angels and talking about also, again, these angelic evangelists. It's always awesome uh, to have you on the program. Hey, brother. It's great to be on and study this topic. It's a fascinating topic. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. And I pray that you have an awesome week. And of course, for those of you that have been watching, we come to the end of the second segment of our program. Big Patisa Nathan Jones, as we are been talking about these angelic beings and the wonderful work that they're doing. So again, I'm happy to remain open. 305-992-9537. If you have a question or your comments, 
We would love to hear from you. The rest of you have a wonderful week and have a great day. May the Lord bless and keep you and make His face shine upon you. Make the and make you say goodbye. Built up again.